We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it's October 28th, it is 2022. We have an 11-game NBA slate to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm joined by Tim Buell, Tasteful Tides. Tim, what's happening, my friend? How's it going, Stevie? We haven't done a show together in quite some time. I haven't been on the Morning Grind in, I think, like a year. It's a... Uh... I'm glad to be back on with you. I guess we're doing live YouTube now. Is that right? Live on YouTube, Roto Grinders Morning Grind YouTube page. Um, if you click notifications and subscribe over there, see, I'm not even used to saying it. Um, you'll you'll know when we go live each and every night, night before uh, breaking down these games. But yeah, live on YouTube and um, just kind of hanging out. I mean, it really hasn't changed much for me outside of a, a lot less post. Um, editing which is which is always kind of nice <laughs> that's not, that's not a bad thing right i mean that's that makes life a little bit easier there's like more to do at the beginning and less to do at the end so i mean it kind of all equals out but yeah if you're watching live feel free to comment on the youtube chat i have that always open during the show if you feel like interacting with the show um, but yeah big slate 11 games a lot to talk about here today before we jump in and start talking about this slate, I want to talk to you about our sponsor of the podcast, Sleeper Fantasy. It's a unique prop-based fantasy site where you and your friends can enjoy fantasy sports together in a fun and social way. Join the Rotor Grinders squad and use promo code GRINDERS for a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. If you're already a member over there on sleeper you can go to the podcast description or just go to sleeper.com slash grinders and you'll get pulled in to that so ton of people posting in the rotor grinder squad each and every day as far as um just i mean nba nfl all kinds of stuff going on over there so if you haven't checked that out uh, do it we'll have a sleeper two for two pick at the end of the podcast on the morning grind game so if you haven't joined 
grinders, 100% deposit up to 100 bucks. We can jump in and get started here with Charlotte at Orlando taking on my Orlando Magic. 226 and a half total in this game. Charlotte, a three-point favorite. Ball is out. Martin and Rogier are doubtful on the Charlotte side. On the Orlando side, Anthony, Fultz, Harris, Isaac, Suggs out for the Magic. Start here with Charlotte. No Rogier. Should be all the Dennis Smith Jr. Um, what are your thoughts here on the the Charlotte Hornets? Yeah, you got you gotta you gotta like Dennis Smith Jr. after his last game, and uh, you know you definitely shouldn't uh, shouldn't sleep on him. And and uh, you know I don't think we've had quite the big uh, Kelly Oubre game yet, but you know that he's a big time. Like he loves to shoot the threes, and that's a that's a great pathway to a ceiling performance uh, for GPPs. So I think Smith Jr. maybe for lower risk type contests. Uh, Gordon Hayward, kind of the same thing, uh, more of a cash game type play, uh, smaller field. But then I also, I really don't think that we should forget about uh, Kelly Oubre for larger field tournaments. Yeah, I like the I like the Oubre call. Um, you know, last season when Rozier and Ball were off the floor, we saw good usage for Oubre. This season, 77.7 minutes, 25% usage, averaging over a fantasy point per minute. Um, Hayward, right around a fantasy point per minute. Dennis Smith Jr. at 1.2 fantasy points per minute. So I think DSJ would be my favorite play here from Charlotte, no doubt. I mean, he's just going to play so many minutes, and he's still probably a little underpriced for the the role and the matchup here against my Magic. Um, I like the Hayward and Oubre call. I don't really want to keep going after that. I mean, Jalen McDaniels would be like the large field flyer, I think. Usage uh, what wise, about, what about James Bonite? Is that his, how you pronounce his name? Uh, you know, I mean, he's small sample size, but uh, you know, he he did have a good game last game, I believe. Uh, he's got a twenty-two point six percent usage rate. Um, I think that perhaps maybe uh, in a in a really large field GPP if you needed the value. Yeah, I don't hate it. He's really cheap. Um, not my favorite because like they have um, Theo Maldon too, and, and I could just see it being like a hot hand situation for usage on that second unit. Um, but I mean these are these are large field tournament plays. I, I mean we'll see. Going to the Orlando side of things, uh, I mean, Paulo Benchero just continues to show um, that he is he was the most NBA ready player in the in the draft. And as a Magic fan, I'm super excited. Um, you know, we, we've had five games now and he's had over 30 percent usage in four of the five games. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Orlando Magic? Yeah, but Bonchero is definitely the play. This is definitely going to be a pace up matchup for the for the Magic. Uh, the Hornets do play at a, I mean, they play at a top 10 pace now. I would imagine that that stays true throughout the season. So this should be a, a good pace up spot for the Magic. Um, you know, this is a little bit of a injury hampered Magic team right now. So I really like that Colin Bonchero. I don't mind, um, maybe a little Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, Plumley can get like absolutely torched sometimes on the defensive end of the court. So, and then I kind of, kind of like uh, Terrence Ross is kind of like my Kelly Oubre on the other side of this game, right? He's a guy that 
that loves to shoot. He loves to shoot threes, and if he gets hot, he can have a massive ceiling performance. Charlotte's so bad against bigs that, I mean, again, like Paolo is just someone that I absolutely love in this spot. So his usage is insane. Um, Ross off the bench, high usage guy off the bench, gets a ton of shots up. I mean, you know, you can play Franz Wagner, someone that's just kind of consistent. His price is kind of caught up to the production. Um, he's going to get double-digit shot attempts almost every night, and he is someone that will get get rebounds and assists. It's just – I don't know if he necessarily has a ceiling at 6,400 to win you a tournament. Um, so – I'll, I'll tell you, you know, if this wasn't such a large slate and this wasn't, you know, one of the first games, I would have a lot more interest. I just, I kind of, for better or worse, I have a tendency to like fade the, you know, or try not to get too much exposure to the first games of the night. So, you know, it's just, but, but this could really, this, this game is really fantastic for, for tournaments. Yeah. We have a bunch of good games on this slate. You yeah, know, we have a couple. Is, yeah. I mean, we have a couple duds. Uh, I mean, Cleveland and Boston are playing. Philly and Toronto are playing. We have a couple duds, but we have a lot of great games overall on this slate. So, Atlanta at Detroit, 227.5 total in this one. Atlanta, six-point favorite. Bogdanovich still out for Atlanta. Bagley, Burks out, and Ivy questionable for Detroit. Start with the Atlanta side of things here. You know, we were all kind of curious what it was going to look like in this offense with DeJounte Murray joining Trey Young. And, I mean, these guys definitely clicking. Um, no doubt about it. They they look fantastic. Atlanta is the team that's going to be reckoned with in the East. Trey Young, 34.5% usage rate, averaging almost 1.4 fantasy points per minute this season. What are your thoughts here on the Hawks? Yeah, I mean, Detroit comes in with the third worst defensive rating. Like, I understand that we're very, very early on in the season, but I don't anticipate that's going to improve that much. You know, maybe they end up being like a, a bottom third at best in defensive rating. So Trey Young should absolutely torch Cade Cunningham, um, assuming, or, or Jaden Ivey, either one, whoever matches up with him, Trey Young should absolutely smash here. Um, it's just, you know, Trey Young last slate he played on, he came in, he came in at five percent owned, and it looked like he was going to have a massive ceiling performance, but he really didn't. Um, we so I think that Murray kind of, kind of hampers that ceiling a little bit, so it kind of concerns me, but you know that that big game is going to come and I would not be shocked at all if that game comes uh, against Detroit. The other person I wanted to talk about real quick was John Collins. Uh, he's been playing like 30, like 36 minutes a game. Uh, that's, you know, his usage rate isn't great, but uh, it's definitely, I think uh, a solid GPP play just because of the minutes and the matchup. My problem with, I mean, Young and Murray really are 50 is probably not enough on this slate. Right. Yep. You know, I, I think they both get 50. Um, I, I like, the, I love the, I, I don't even like, it. I like, the, I love the John Collins call. Um, at least 12 a shot attempts in every, every game so far. 
34 minutes against Houston opening night and then 36 or more in three straight. Um, so like the John Collins call, he's someone that I'll definitely be looking at like points rebound props because um, he is just someone that fills up both of those stat sheets. I don't want to add assists because he's really not someone that's going to get a ton of assists. Um, so really want to look at Collins, you know, on the prop side of things, um, points rebound type of stuff. So. That's a really good call. Uh, he might be a better prop play, depending on kind of how the rest of the slate. Because, you know, as as we all know, this is a first-look pod, so we don't know news. So, um, But, yeah, he could end up being a really good prop bet tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I looked, and it's not up yet. So uh, I'd be interested to see what his point rebound um, prop comes in at. Talk to me here about uh, the Detroit side of this game. So there's two guys that I would be interested in, and one is Cade Cunningham. Uh, we really saw we we have seen him kind of take over like the true alpha role that we want out of him. Uh, sometimes his shooting efficiency uh, lags, but he is uh, a great fantasy producer. So I think that he could definitely be uh, you know a, a, you know a decent part of your tournament portfolio. Uh, he comes in with around 30% usage rate, which is fantastic. And then the other one is Bogdanovich. Um, he tends to go extremely uh, low-owned, and he has the offensive uh, ability to definitely pay off his price tag. But other than that, I don't really have any other interest uh, in any of these Pistons. I want to see this Jaden Ivey news. Um, that, can, that can play a huge role think he plays i mean it's just like an illness thing um you know he did yeah. miss wednesday's game so yeah. i mean it, it just it kind of plays a huge role um if he were to sit you know obviously you know we saw kate cunningham put up what was it six or seven more shots in that game huge like that's huge six or seven more shots in an nba game that's huge um so in a game like this where they're going to need some scoring if Ivy's out, I definitely have a ton of interest in in Cunningham. Outside of that, I mean, Bogdanovich saw a little bit more shot attempts with Ivy out as well. So if Ivy sits, I mean, those two guys would be guys that I'd be targeting in this spot um, if Ivy sits. If Ivy plays, I don't really have a ton of interest in Detroit. Their price sitting yeah. is kind of where it should be. Um, so. Yeah. I, I, I highly doubt, other than maybe Cade, that, you know, if we get a ton of news, you're going to be getting to a ton of these Pistons, really, you, despite the decent matchup. You could see, like, Isaiah Stewart having a big game in a matchup like this, but I just don't think you get to him on an 11-game slate. So, Isn't he only center? He's only center eligible, right? Or is he power forward center? Pretty sure he's center only. I No, he's power forward center. Okay, because if you use center only, there's no way I could get to him just because center is just always so loaded. He has that, like, 7x upside, you know, oh, yeah. 5,300. Yeah. 5, so, um, yeah. I mean, these two teams just played. I hate when this happens. Like, I hate when hell the NBA schedules games sometimes. But yeah. who am I to judge? Cleveland at Boston, 219.5 total in this one. Boston, a 5.5-point favorite. Garland and Rubio out for Cleveland. Gallo, Williams, and Williams out for Boston. This is going to be a, a pretty slow-paced game. 
overall. Um, two good defensive teams, good two good offensive teams. No Garland. Um, what are we looking at here for Cleveland? Donovan Mitchell. I mean, he's been he's been the he's been the guy since Garland went down. Over over a thirty three percent usage rate. Uh, you know, playing thirty five minutes a game. Horrible matchup though, right? I mean, on this huge slate, I in this like you said, uh, both of these teams are bottom third in pace. Uh, I doubt that I can really justify getting to Mitchell. Uh, it's it's pretty ugly game. Uh, I'm kind of waiting for that big Jared Allen game, that big Evan Mobley game, but I don't want to bet on it in this matchup. So honestly, I I would I think I would X out the Cavs right out of my player pool. Yeah, I don't think it's crazy at all. Um, Mitchell is someone that you know his usage is going to be is going to be really good. Um, Levert's playing a ton of minutes. He just hasn't had like that really good shooting night yet. I don't know if this is the spot, but it's just something to kind of note to pay attention for, like a good matchup. I mean, it's not like he's had bad matchups. He should have. He, I mean, he just played Orlando and just didn't shoot well again. Um, he's someone that is is really interesting when it comes to paying attention here over the next week or so. Um, if Garland continues to be out, I mean, yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, just, you know, wait for a better matchup. But Levert is going to have an explosion game one of these times. Um, and same thing with Mobley. Like he's only yeah, Mobley is going to have yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's like 6,100 in this matchup. I'd almost think that that's where I'd want to attack if I had to have somebody in this game. Or if I made a team that I loved and I landed on him as like a price point play. Um, because just the amount of minutes that he, that he gets, he might be able – he might – have like the quietest six or seven X and we not even, you know, doesn't even make the highlight reel. You know, it's just, he just kind of goes about his business. Right. So, um, but I don't, I would certainly not make anybody a priority. Especially with both Williams out, like he's gonna, he's gonna get a lot of Horford. I think he could, he could do really well in that matchup. So he's someone that I would, uh, another guy that I'd be looking at maybe like his point prop because he didn't have like the best start to the season that, you know, could come in at like 14 or 15. Um, and, and I think that is something I'd be looking at the over on. So Boston side of this game. I mean, we know where a lot of the production is going to come offensively from this team. Jason Tatum looks fantastic. Cleveland has a, a good defensive team. I just, who are they going to, I mean, Jetty Osmond, I guess, against Tatum. That I mean, that screams Jason Tatum having a good game. Um, what are your thoughts here on Boston? Well, don't you think that I, – I would think that Mobley would guard Tatum, right? I um, guess, yeah, Allen at the five, Mobley. Yeah. I, I mean, I still think that's a plus matchup for Tatum. Well, I, yeah, I mean, Tatum's going to make a serious case, I think, for MVP this year. So I think any matchup is pretty good for Tatum. Tatum's just going to lose, probably not going to win the MVP just because of the style of basketball that the Celtics play. So he's just not going to have like the humongous individual stat lines that we vote for when we vote, when the writers vote for MVP. But I still think that he'll be top five in voting. So I think you can really play Tatum in any matchup, but this, this slate's just too big. Uh, the matchup is just not good enough for me. 
Um, he would not be a guy, just because of ceiling, he would not be a guy that I would completely X out. But, uh, you know, I just can't. He's ninety. He's 9,600. So you really need north of 50 fantasy for it to, to be able to justify that price tag. And I just don't think he's going to get that much more than 50 DK points. Uh, anything else here on the Boston side of things? I think it's honestly a pass for me. I, I've been impressed with how uh, Derek White's been playing, and he's only 4,600. So I think he's kind of like where I was at with Evan Mobley. Like if you land there and there's no other like screaming value uh, that opens up, I think he's a decent value play. Um, I mean, yeah, large, yeah, large field tournaments. I mean, I think Noah Bonley is someone that could play 20 minutes in this game, 20, 22 minutes type of role. Um, it doesn't seem like they really want to play Horford 35 minutes. And I think Bonley would be the guy that kind of slides into like the Williams role. Um, you know, with Williams being out just for like a game, Williams was around, you know, 25 to 30 minutes a night. That's enough minutes that if it finally got like a seven minute bump here um, at 3,400, not the best game in the world, but I mean, 3,400 for a, a big man getting 22 minutes is worth mentioning at least. Yeah. And you're right though. They might call on him because they might need his size for this game because the I, just don't, I don't think they want to play Blake Griffin 20 minutes. So, Right, maybe, and definitely, may, probably not in this matchup. So you, that might be right that Vonley could get a bump. Philadelphia at Toronto, two thirteen total, one and a half point favorite here for Toronto. Philly's good injury wise. Toronto, no Otto Porter Jr. He's out. Um, still, we'll start here with the Philadelphia side of this game. Any interest here in the 76ers? Well, I feel like you, you kind of have to have interest a little bit in James Harden. Um, but much like the Boston-Cleveland uh, game, this game is going to be slow-placed, slow and Toronto is a very good defensive team. Um, so I don't think that uh, he's going to be a top uh, priority. Toronto also historically plays Embiid pretty well. They, they swarm him quite a bit. So I don't think that I want to get to Embiid uh, that heavily, if if at all, really. So, I think honestly, uh, I I'm not really that big on the 76ers. Not huge on this game in general. Um, I mean, Harden's had over a 30% usage one time this season. Um, he has to be really efficient if he's only going to have 25% usage in these games. Embiid is the usage monster, so. In the thought process of what you're saying, if Toronto does double and beat a lot and they play him really well, Harden would be probably the guy that benefits the most. He's just 9,700 in a, in a game that's probably going to be one of the slowest paced games on the slate. Um, so, I mean, that's... They, they rank 29th and 30th in pace. Yeah, it's just not going to be a fast <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is by far going to be the slowest paced game. I know we're only five games in, but... Uh, this is going to be the slowest pace game. Tyrese Maxey still, I mean, at, at 6,200, he's playing 38 minutes a night. Um, so he, he's just someone that has to be on your list if you're playing um, 150 teams. You're playing these large field tournaments. Um, any interest here on the Toronto side? 
Well, just like you said with Maxi about playing the amount of minutes, I think that um, it's definitely Pascal Siakam, right? Uh, in terms of, you know, thir- he plays around 38 minutes a game, uh, 30, 34% usage. Uh, so, you know, we we know this isn't a great, you know, matchup on paper, but if he's going to play that, mon- that many minutes, uh, I think that you have to give him some serious thought. Yeah, um, again, I don't love this game overall. It's a game like – it's a game that I really think you could almost X off. Um, I mean, Scotty Barnes has ceiling in, in any matchup, and, like, I completely understand if anybody wants to take shots on him. But I just – I don't see myself playing yeah. any part of this game. I just think that Siakam should be uh, more than nine 9K, and he's still only 8,900 on DK. So I just think that that price is just, you know, as our friend Chief likes to say, there's still a little bit of meat on that bone. Uh, so it's, you know, uh, I I kind of think he's all right as a one-off, but I, I would also have no problem with cross just crossing this game off. All right, Indiana at Washington, 229.5 total in this game one of the highest totals on the slate this game in Denver um, as far as highest totals on the slate, Washington, a six point favorite uh, Pacers side. Tice is out Washington side, right? And Casper are out. Let's start here with the Indiana side of things. Um, I mean, this game screams, screams good, like a lot of production in, in different places. Halliburton's 8,300. That might still be too cheap for like his ceiling, um, especially in this matchup. What are your thoughts here on the Pacers? Halliburton's definitely still too cheap. And um, it's just, you know, do we trust Carlisle to run a stable rotation? Can we trust, can we trust this rotation kind of after that mess that we saw, you know, a few days ago? Um, I think that we can at least trust Halliburton. Uh, this Jalen Smith situation is odd, right? I mean, it's kind of like he starts one game, then he doesn't, then they bench him, then he, you know, comes back in, and then he has huge games. Um, but then obviously we want that volatility in tournaments, right? So, uh, he's uh, Smith is fine for tournaments. Halliburton is great in any format. Uh, I think that if you wanted to, you know, get overweight to him in your tournament portfolio, I think that that would be a, a good move. Um, and then of course we have Miles Turner who missed the first few games that I, and I think that, um, he would, he could be in a good spot in this matchup as well. Yeah. I think they really like Jalen Smith. I think he just kind of got off to a slow start. Um, yeah. you know, the minutes and the production ha- have been there that one game against San Antonio and like those, those leave sour tastes in your mouth those types of games. Um, but overall, I think he's, he's going to be someone even with Turner, Turner might being back might even help Jalen Smith. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my, my main interest here by far is Halliburton. Um, he, he's just the guy that I think you can, he's the guy I think you can trust the, the most in this, in this game and on this team, uh, the minutes, for Mathrin are kind of all over the place. Um, if he was getting consistent minutes, but I, it just seems like who's ever shooting well between Buddy Hyde um, and, and Mathrin are gonna get like get the run. Um, 
Duarte is someone that kind of lurks. So, like, if he's playing well, I just – Halliburton's the play. Uh, I mean, I don't think you need to to overlook Halliburton here. Uh, the rest of the minutes are just so spread out. I think if you want to take a shot in large tournaments on Jalen Smith or Miles Turner, that's that's where I would, you know, kind of look at the Indiana side. And then on the Washington – the Washington side of this game, Bradley Beal hasn't had, like, that – blow-up game yet um the usage for Porzingis maybe kind of hurting Bradley Beal's like overall ceiling um but the guy that like he's getting the usage and he's getting the shots up is Kyle Kuzma um a lot of conversation this offseason of could Kuzma could Kuzma play as well as he did you know last season would Hachimura take over for him I mean the shots are there you know, three out of four games, he's had over 16 shot attempts. What are your thoughts here on Washington? Yeah, I, I think any of those three guys, Indiana's going to be one of the worst defensive teams in all of basketball. So anytime you can get a guy like Kuzma or a guy like Beal or Persingas, I definitely, I would not hesitate to do it. Um, I, like you said, Beal has not had that huge explosive game yet, but he's still, I mean, he's only 8,600 on DK. So I really, I really do like that price quite a bit, uh, especially if he goes uh, low owned, which I imagine that he will, because he doesn't usually, Beal doesn't usually pop in projections, which usually keeps his ownership down. So I think that um, assuming, I, I almost hope tomorrow when I'm looking at our RG projections that these that this Washington team isn't isn't projecting well because that keeps them out of optimizers. And will ultimately keep their ownership down. And I think this is an unbelievably good matchup to 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 attack. Very stackable game. Um, yes, this game this game has a lot of potential on both sides. A lot of different ways you can kind of attack it. So um, definitely a game I like. We got the Knicks and the Bucks. Two twenty three and a half total here in Milwaukee. Six and a half point favorites on the Knicks side of things. Grimes is out. On the Buck side, Connington, Ingles, and Middleton are out. Um, starting here with the Knicks. What do you like here for New York? I, may, I guess Brunson would be the guy. Um, I, I'm not, or maybe, maybe Mitch Rob. I, I'm definitely not going to go Fournier. I don't think this is that good of a spot for Bear or Randall. So I think that it would be Brunson for me if I had to pick. Uh, he's currently leading the team in usage. I don't anticipate that will last the entire season, but he'll be he'll be top, you know, three or four. Um, you know, I I think that this is not a great spot for the Knicks. I, I would imagine that they are not going to be able to hang with the Bucks for that long. So I'm not I'm not really very bullish on this team. On sleeper right now, Jalen Brunson's at 28 and a half point rebound and assist. I like the over on that. Um, I don't know how much I'll get into this game DFS wise, but Jalen Brunson, um, he's someone that can fill up the stat sheet. And this is a game where should be very competitive basketball game. Um, and I think Jalen Brunson, think it's gonna, you think it's going to be competitive? I do. I, I do. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, you got Drew. I mean, you could you be got, right. It's yeah. I mean, the starting five for the Knicks is—they're really not that bad. Like, uh, eventually, like Fournier is going to have to get out of there. 
and they're going to need, you know, someone in that role, whether it be Obi Toppin or Cam Reddish or whatever it may be. Um, I just, I think the Knicks are not that bad. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong um, long-term here, but I think the Knicks are a lot better than what a lot of people give them credit for. I, I don't think they're that bad. I just think the Bucks are that much. The Bucks better. are really good. Giannis is really good. I mean, Giannis with no Middleton. We've we've talked about this for years. Um, I mean, you know, switching to that side of the game. Giannis with no Middleton is obviously just a guy that is just an absolute beast. Um, so like I completely understand he's just 12-1. 12-1 is really tough on an 11-game slate. You know, we'll have value. We'll definitely have some value open up throughout the day. We have value now. Um, so, I mean, the price at 12-1, like, the raw points, yeah, like 70 raw points definitely matters on an 11-game slate. But, I mean, if he goes 60, I don't know if he beats you. Yeah, and this is like a real – this is like another, you know, tough – Pace matchup, bad, you know, good defense. Uh, at least, you know, it's at least, you know, nobody can stop you on us, but this is not a, this is not going to be a run and gun, you know, fast break kind of offensive game. So, uh, I definitely, I, I really could not get there with that kind of price. 12 1 is just way, it's just way too much. Yeah. Uh, he's just, I mean, he's a beast. He, he really is. Um, Everything that he does, he just would. Do you think se- Do you think seventy would be enough? Like I know that I know that that's good, but like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, seventy is enough. Seventy is enough. So like, if we got a ton of value, let's say, then we could play him. But like, say we don't get a ton of value. Say that it's just a, a quiet day. I I wonder like how we can, you know, even get to him. You know, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be real tough. Yeah, I mean, you plug in Giannis, you're averaging 5,400. You're going to need to find a couple 4K guys that you really think can get 6 or 7X. And Giannis, I mean, if Giannis puts up 60, 65, he's not beating you. Like, he's really going to need 70-plus to beat you. So, it's tough. I mean, he's such a hard DFS play. Just in general, I just, um, I just doubt he. I just doubt he does it. I no, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like at the end of the day, if you get if you get two two guys in the nine k range that give you sixty each, like you're probably winning with those guys over playing Giannis and a and a five k guy, sixty um, k guy. So, but any, anybody else from Milwaukee before we move on? I don't. I don't think so. I, I I'm not really in love with this game, so I think that uh, I think it's a pass for me. Other than if you want to jam in Giannis, I'm just gonna I'm gonna say one thing. Like Bobby Portis Jr. Large field tournaments, if they continue to give like increase his minutes a little bit, if he gets 26 again, like he he's too cheap at 5500. He's a guy that can average a, a point and a half per minute. Uh, so in large field tournaments, I don't hate Bobby Portis Jr. We know the Knicks like to play Randall and Robinson. They like to play size. I don't know how long Brooke Lopez stays out there um, in this scenario. So I think that I think Bobby Portis Jr. in large field tournaments is not the craziest idea. Um, 
Lopez is cheap, but he's center only. I don't think like him scoring 30 at 5,200 is going to get you there, but uh, he's not a bad play by any means. I just don't know if he, if he's going to score enough ceiling wise. Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather go like Mitch Rob and then run it back with like Giannis. That's what I would do. If this was a five or six game slate, I think Brooke Lopez would be way more in the conversation. Yes, I agree. All right. We got the Lakers. We got Minnesota. 227 total here. Minnesota is a seven-point favorite. Bryant and Schroeder are out. Anthony Davis and Westbrook are questionable. Um, Anderson questionable on the Minnesota side. Lakers trying to find that win. Um, I don't know what to think here as far as the Lakers are concerned because it really is going to be determined whether or not AD plays. I don't think Westbrook matters a ton. (laughs) LeBron is going to have 35% usage no matter what happens and who plays and who doesn't play. I think that if Westbrook is out, Lonnie Walker and Reeves become way more playable if Westbrook doesn't play. But, I mean, we're really just kind of waiting to see what the injury news looks like here. Um, The big thing is, like, if AD doesn't play, let's let's talk AD more than than Westbrook Mm -hmm. here. If AD doesn't play... Do we think it's Tosiano Anderson getting that, the minutes? That would be, that, that would be my guess. That's, um, that was I, my initial I thought. I don't see who else it could be. Damian Jones, maybe? Troy Brown Jr., and they just go small. But they, I mean, I mean, not the team you can go small against. They play Cat and Gobert. Now, I'm sorry if I'm wrong about this, but I thought I heard a report earlier that Gobert was out for this game. It's not on the injury report. Oh, okay. I mean, I looked at the official NBA website, and um, I did okay. not see anything with that. All right. Not saying that it's wrong. Like, you're wrong. No, well, probably, uh, it, probably, it probably is wrong. If it's, I, I thought I saw something come on my Twitter feed about that, but maybe it was from a bad source. Either way, you're right. So if Gobert's in, Cat's in, this is not a team that you can go small against. So I'm assuming it's Toscano Anderson that would take AD's spot. Uh, that doesn't mean that you should play Anderson, but uh, I think that um, you know it's it's kind of it's going to be a little bronze show, right? Uh, if 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 uh, AD is out, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, tough matchup just in general. Um, 
if AD doesn't play, maybe you take some shots on Damian Jones at 3K just because how cheap he is. Like, he'd be someone that, like, that's where you're, like, going if you're trying to play Giannis type of play. Um, I think the bigger question is, what do you do with LeBron? Like, do you get overweight LeBron or underweight LeBron? He's 10-2 now, uh, or 10-3 on DK. So, uh, I mean, does this Lakers team have any kind of chance against Minnesota, as weird as that sounds? Like, this Lakers team has been really bad. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, is, does LeBron still have that kind of ceiling where it's going to hurt you if you don't have him? The best. So the greatest thing, right. About this spot is Minnesota is so spread out and they're so good that like for this game to stay close, LeBron has to have a monster game that if like you're playing Minnesota to kind of control this game, you could just fade this game because no one's really going to, you know, destroy their price tag on Minnesota. Like, Cat and Gobert are 88 and 85. Edwards is 82. Russell's 72. Um, Noel would probably, like, Noel or McDaniels maybe taking a shot on one of those two guys because of their prices. But I struggle when I'm looking at, like, Minnesota. Like, if you think this game's going to get out of hand, Jalen Noel getting 26 or 28 minutes in a game that like he gets extra run in the fourth quarter because the game's not close. He could really crush at 5,200. Yeah. But I think if you're playing this game, like if you're playing this game to stay close, you have to play LeBron. I mean, there's no way this game stays close and LeBron doesn't score 60 plus fantasy points. Um, So I think just kind of predicting how this game is going to go is you know, just big. And like, this is a, a game where like, it's not scary to fade even at a 227 total because Minnesota is just so spread out and the Lakers are just not that great. They're just not great. Yeah. I, I have no, I have no problem completely ignoring them. If you, if you think it's going to be a blowout, like you said, they're, they're really spread out. So it just, it does, it's not imperative that you, that you roster them. If Westbrook sits and AD sits, like maybe that's where you take some shots on like Reeves or, or none. And, and like, even if the game gets out of hand, they still get their minutes. So we'll see how it plays out. Chicago at San Antonio, 229 total in this one. Chicago is a five point favorite. Ball is out. Levine is questionable. And then on the San Antonio side, Vassal is out. Um, so, I mean, that is definitely something to note. We'll talk about that in just a second. Let's go to Chicago first. What are your thoughts here on the Bulls? Well, I, I kind of – my first thought was is Zach Levine. Um, I'm assuming that he'll be active. I'm not sure. I know they've been doing a lot of load management stuff with him. Um, so that really kind of depends on news with him. Assuming he is in, I'd prefer to get to him – over uh Demar just because of price, you know, he's he's uh Levine's fourteen hundred cheaper than Demar. Uh so I I would wouldn't mind getting to Levine in this matchup. Um but I could certainly understand getting getting to De- to Demar. Uh Vucevic is another uh really spectacular play, but it's really just those big three. Um I'm not seeing anything else that I I would need to prioritize. Yeah, I mean, this game, Chicago should even, like, even with this game being in San Antonio, I think Chicago handles this game pretty well. 
I think price wise, if Levine plays, everyone's kind of priced where they should be. Um, if Levine is out, I have a ton of interest in AU at 5,500 um, and DeRozan at 8,900. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's, that's where I would get my exposure if Levine were to sit, but like with Levine on the floor, the usage is just so spread out. Like Vooch is going to have like 50 point games every once in a while when he has like those 18 to 22 rebound games and, you know, gets a few easy putbacks, but 8,300 for Vooch is always playable in tournaments just because he, he does have that like 50 plus point upside. Um, I forgot, I forgot about AU. Yeah. That's, that's a really good call if, if uh, Levine is out. Um, But if Levine's in, I, 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 my number one is going to be Levine. Uh, San Antonio side, one of my favorite players on the entire slate. I know it's a tough matchup, but but I really just don't care. Um, Keldon Johnson. With Vassal off the floor this season, Keldon Johnson's almost at a 31% usage rate. He's averaging 1.9 or 1.29 fantasy points per minute. He's going to get 20-plus shot attempts up in this game. He's someone that can get steals. He can get assists, rebounds. Um, I have a ton of interest in Keldon Johnson in this game. Yeah, and at 7,200, uh, that price is starting to climb, which I think will scare some people off of him. So I, I really do I, – I like that call quite a bit. Um, I think that that's a spectacular play for tournaments. Um, you know, it's like I, I don't want to pay 6K for Trey Jones. I don't want to pay 5,400 for Josh Anderson. So if I want exposure to this game, it's it's definitely going to be Kelvin for me. I think you could play Jakob Podol. Just yeah. be like more DraftKings and Fanduel. Um, you, you know, having the utility spot and really being able to play two centers if you wanted to. He's someone that can double double in this game. Um, the minutes is the biggest concern. You know, it just seems like Pop isn't going to play him into like the thirty-five minute range. Like his ceiling's kind of capped at only getting thirty minutes, but. He's someone that could go for 40-plus at 6,800. Um, if for some reason he got extra minutes in this game, he could really crush. Um, so not a ton of interest, but, I mean, like I said, I, I love Keldon Johnson in this game. I think he's going to absolutely crush, um, even in a tough matchup. And even in games that have they really haven't had, like, a game that got away outside of the Charlotte game, and that was his best game of the season. So it's tough to say. Yeah, I think it's a great call. Utah at Denver, 229.5 total here. Denver, 8.5 point favorites on the Utah side. Gay is out. Kessler and Sexton are questionable. On the Denver side, Michael Porter Jr. and KCP are questionable. Little injury news to pay attention to here. We'll start with Utah. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Jazz? I don't think it's going to be priority for me. Um, I, I don't mind Lori Marketing. I think he would be my favorite out of the bunch. Um, Kelly Olenek, every time I play him, he busts. And every time I don't, he's really good. So <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, 6K is still playable, I think. But I prefer paying the 71 for marketing. That's just my lean anyway. I think this game is decent. Um, but it's just nothing that I really have to play. Um, v- Vanderbilt. For 5,600, I think he let down quite a few people yesterday or maybe two days ago. Uh, and I think that he'd be worth kind of going back to at 5,600. This team's played first night of the season, and Olenek just kept hacking Jokic. Um, got in foul trouble really fast in that game. 
I like Olenek when he can kind of extend someone. And, like, you're not extending Jokic. Like, it's just not a good matchup for Olenek. Um, I like Markin a lot in this game. Um, I, I still think he's too cheap for his overall ceiling. You know, this is a guy that the usage is there. The shot attempts are there. The production is there. And, I mean, he's still 7,100. Like, he has, like, the stats and the usage to be, like, an 8K player. So, um, going to continue to to play marketing when he's healthy. Um, this guy's really good. He just – it's just all about staying healthy for him. So, yeah, he, uh, like- he fought an injury. He fought an injury for like what, like a year and a half, right? And now he's yeah. like finally back to 100. percent And it's it's really great to see because he's very very talented. And I I agree with you that 30. You know, if you get 35 minutes out of him, he he could easily pay off 7100. 7, like he could easily go for over 40 in this matchup. So I think that I think he's gonna be a really low owned guy that uh, you can you can get over rate weight to pretty easily in GPPs. If KCP is out, like I think you can take some shots on Jordan Clarkson in tournaments. Um, Denver has struggled against wings for years. KCP has kind of helped that a little bit. If KCP sits, I think you could take some shots here on Clarkson. He's going to put up 10 plus three point attempts. And if he shoots the ball really well, he, in large field tournaments, he could go for 45 ish points. And at 6,500, that's fantastic. So, um, just another name to throw out there. I like this game a lot more than I thought I was going to. You just you really hope this game stays close um, if you're playing it for tournaments. So you're really going to have to load up on the Utah side if you're taking shots on like Jokic or anybody else here. So let's talk Denver. Jokic is you know obviously the ceiling guy, but it's that it's that same conversation we were having with Giannis. Like, what does Jokic need to do to get there at 11k? Um, is the biggest question probably a triple double? Um, what are your thoughts here on Denver? See, I, I'm so biased because Jogic is my favorite player to roster, <laughs> so I feel like I'm always, always overweight him, always play him in single entry. Um, but yeah, you're you're right. Like it's not it's not like a smash spot. Uh, his usage has not been as like you know extreme as it has been in years past um like you know michael porter jr has really kind of taken up a notch in terms of his offensive output so and and of course we have jamal murray back so so it's not it's tough because i'm i'm probably gonna sit here and tell you that you don't have to play jokic but i'm probably gonna play jokic in my single entry team so um i just i always really like his ceiling and he's just he does he does everything right. So I think that he can easily get sixty five in this matchup. A huge bump for him if Michael Porter Jr. sits. Um, yeah, that's well. I'm I'm projecting him Michael Porter in, but if Michael Porter Jr. sits, then I would say bias aside, I think you should be playing Jokic. I I would prefer him. I think I think it's kind of like worth considering like. If you can't play, let, let's say AD's out, you know, like, and let's say Michael Porter Jr.'s out, like, do you play Jokic and LeBron, or do you try to go bat more balanced and just try to play one of them? Because I would rather just play Jokic, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think Michael Jr., Michael Porter Jr. ended up playing um, everything that I read before the podcast, like, 
everything seems optimistic about him playing. So, yeah, I mean, I don't have a ton of interest in Denver, but I have a ton of interest in Utah. So for that, like I'll end up on Jokic a little bit. Um, I don't like playing Aaron Gordon. I would much rather play Michael Porter Jr. I think Michael Porter Jr. has a higher ceiling um, than Aaron Gordon. New Orleans at Phoenix. We have a ton of injuries in this one. Question marks, a ton of that. Um, this one filled up the whole, almost the whole page for me. So, I mean, this game is a 225 total. Phoenix is a six-point favorite. But this game is really going to be dependent on some injury news here. So, Alvarado is questionable. Daniels is questionable. Ingram's out. Jones is questionable. CJ McCollum and Zion Williamson are questionable. On the Phoenix side, Crowder and Wainwright are out. Um, I mean, Zion missed a game the other night with the with the same hip injury. Brandon Ingram is in the concussion protocol. We know he's not going to play. Um, CJ McCollum hurt his finger the other night. That's not what you want to hear for a guy that's like a sharpshooter type of player. I mean, this game is really interesting depending on the injury news because Trey Murphy would become someone that is very interesting. Larry Nance Jr. could potentially become someone that is really interesting here. And, I mean, dare I say, like, Devontae Graham, depending on some of this injury news, would become very interesting. Like, there are – like, Marshall, he could play a bunch of minutes as well. So, I mean, this game being the 10 o'clock game and kind of dictating how – some value should fall on this slate. We really hope we get some news early in the day because it really does seem like Zion and CJ McCollum are both like legit questionable. Um, Zion more than CJ. I think CJ is like my finger hurts questionable, which could affect his overall upside. But um, what are your thoughts here on New Orleans? Well, it's kind of like what we talked about at the beginning. It's like you you want to have exposure. Like, do you want to have exposure to those early games? And if we don't get the news until after 7 o'clock Eastern time, then I will tell you, you probably don't want exposure to those early games because you're going to want to be waiting on news for this game. And we all know that optimal NBA DFS play is about adjusting to news. And this could be the the value that you need to jam in all the studs. So um, I think that you know if we don't get the news, then this is this is the game you got to wait for and hope a couple of the pieces break the way that we want them to break. Um, I really, if if Zion sits, if Murphy sits, then I obviously I think it's Larry Nance time, right? I mean he's got to be the next next guy up. We know that he's kind of a usage hog that likes to, you know, put up the stats, as they say. Um, it's, it's Alvarado's questionable too, right, Stevie? Yes, he's questionable too. Yeah, that's too bad because he would be another guy that would absolutely smash his price tag. It was back, back spasms for him. I think he yeah. did. I, I played him last slate when he left the game and he was like 8% owned and he was crushing and I was, I would have cashed, but he got hurt and left the game. So I don't know, but either way, um, he, he would be in a fantastic spot if he plays and like McCollum ends up sitting. If Zion misses this game, I have a ton of interest in Trey Murphy. Just, I just want to say that, like, I don't care what happens with like CJ McCollum or anything like that. 
if Zion misses this game, I have a ton of interest in Trey Murphy. Um, I, I don't think anything else really matters for Trey Murphy. If Zion sits, a lot of interest in Trey Murphy. Um, Phoenix side, I mean, you know where the production's coming for Phoenix. You know where the usage is. Um, Devin Booker, usage hog, over 19 shot attempts in every game so far this season, playing 35-plus minutes a night. In games that stay close, he crushes. If Zion plays and McCollum plays, that's where you're really getting into like playing Devin Booker, and that's where you're really getting into playing some of these Phoenix players. Yeah, I mean, this is, playing Booker is is purely dependent on the Pelicans' news because if the Pelicans are all sitting, then the Suns should absolutely roll this game. And I really don't have interest in paying 9K for Devin Booker. I understand that he has a ceiling. I understand that he's an all-star. Um, but I I just don't – I looking at the rest of the slate, I don't have a ton of interest in that. And I don't really have any interest in any of the auxiliary pieces for this team. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate Bridges at 5,600. Tough matchup for Aiton with Valanciunas. Um, I, I could see, like – Bridges coming in with like an eight and 15 line. And if he gets any like steals or blocks in the process, he ends up with 30 plus at 5,600. Um, 6K at 5,600 is not terrible. So I don't mind Bridges. Um, but yeah, I mean, on the Phoenix side, you really want to see news in the morning that like Zion's going to play. McCollum's fine. And that's where you really start loading up on game stacks of this game because that's where this game becomes way more interesting. If those guys are out, it becomes interesting on a value perspective, and you really don't need to run value back with Phoenix um, because the game probably doesn't stay close. Houston at Portland is where we finished, 226.5 total in this one. Um, Washington and Fernando out for Houston. And then on the Portland side, I mean, some of the biggest news on the slate is no Damian Lillard. Um there's a couple other people that were out too. Let me forget. It was Peyton's out, Sar is out, and Watford is out. So we'll start with Houston and then we'll go to Portland. I think this game stays competitive with no Damian Lillard. And if this game stays competitive, there's a lot of fantasy goodness in this game. Um, Jalen Green has a ceiling. Um, Jabari Smith Jr. has a ceiling. You know, we know that KPJ has a ceiling he's probable for this game so i mean if this game stays competitive like this is a 2 type of stack game that i mean has all the goodness in it yeah i when i knew that i was doing the show with you today i was looking at i was looking at you know the slate and i was like this is my favorite like game stack and i know that on the show you like to focus on gpps and i was like this is the game What's I cash think. games? I don't know what those are. Right now, I know, but I mean, I play single. <laughs> I, I, I play single entries, you know. So I don't play like the super super crazy teams, you know. Like I don't, you know. But I know that people like to, you know, uh, multi enter for GPPs, and and I I love this game for a game stack. This game is so, like Simons, Green, Smith, Nurkic, Hart, you know, Hart, of course. Um, you know, it's like all these pieces fit so well together. Um, you know, 
it's like and i think this is going to be such a, like a defense optional game right like the, neither one of these teams is going to is going to play hard defense so i expect you know one of simon's heart or, or nurkic to have absolutely monster performances um my preference for a rocket is jalen green um, but you could you could really go with Porter or Smith. Yeah, I mean Smith against Nurkic really kind of opens up Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. to have a good game. Um, you know, we could even see like Jason Tate if like if he got his minutes increased here, which we have no idea if that's going to happen or not unless a report comes out. Um, so I really think I want to stick to like KPJ. Jalen Green and Jabari Smith in this one for Houston. I don't think I'm going to mess with any of the bench players. Um, I just don't see a ton of interest or a ton of value. Like no one's playing a ton of minutes off the bench and like really producing. Um, you know, they got Boban. They don't. Yeah. Need I, yeah. I mean, it's like I think I think it's really si- Simon's Simon's and Green. Are my would be my two my two favorite guys. Those yeah, I mean Fernando was playing off the bench a little bit, so yeah. I mean there are a couple minutes there. Maybe it's like Eason getting, you know, twenty two, twenty three minutes, but I just don't see myself ending up on him um, when like he's the same price as Sharp on the other side of this game, and I'd much rather play um, Sharp. So let's talk about Portland. I mean, no Lillard's huge. And we're going to have this for like a week, week and a half, two weeks. Um, so, yep. you know, we're going to see a ton of ownership for for Simons in this game. So talk to me here about no Lillard and what you're looking at here for Portland. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Simons for me. I, I think that we, we've seen him plenty of times in like in the years past that like he, he can pay off this 70 70- – 100 price tag pretty easily um i have a lot more faith in simons than i do in, in josh hart even though i respect josh hart as a basketball player but you know he can be you know a little shaky and he is 6600 so i think i'd much rather spend the 500 and get and make sure i get simons and then i also like uh Nurkic quite a bit those would be my two pri- uh, priority spends yeah, Simon's and I think they're going to project really well when, like, when projections come up tomorrow morning. I think we're going to see a lot of a lot of this game on the on the top of projections. Yeah, they. Sh- I mean, it should. Um, yeah, Simon's should crush here. Thirty-two and a half percent usage rate with Lillard and those guys off the floor this season. Um, I like Sharp a lot. He's a, he's one of my favorite value plays on the slate. I think he starts. I, I really think they move him into the starting lineup and Simons to the one and Sharp to the two. And I think he touches the ball enough in this game where if he gets 28 minutes at 4,400 in a great game script type of game, like I think Sharp is just one of the best value plays on the slate night before looking at the slate as a whole. So um ton of interest here in the rookie. I mean, they like him a lot. So – I think this is a perfect opportunity with no Lillard to, to kind of see what you got. I mean, you, you know what you're getting out of Simons. Um, you know what you have here with with Hart. But, I mean, this is a perfect opportunity for Portland to be like, hey, 
let's see what we got in Sharp here. Um, he he's, he should be solid. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Man, let's play the- yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, you know, Sharp does have uh, you know, twenty percent usage rate, which is pretty darn good considering he's played all those games with Lillard. So I mean, well, or at least with Lillard's been playing. So you'd have to imagine he's gonna get you know a few more percentage points in usage. So uh, for forty four hundred dollars, it would just be an issue of ownership for me. Like if he's gonna be the chalk du jour, uh, I'd be a little bit hesitant. But if he's not gonna be super super chalky then I think he's a fantastic tournament play. I could see Simon's getting so much ownership that Sharp goes overlooked. Um, yeah. And I think you can play both of them together, really. Um, I have no issues with that because of the pricing. So, all right, let's play the morning grind game, and then uh, we'll get out of here. We're going to use DK pricing and DK scoring for the game. Favorite play under 5 thousand to go 7x who's your cheap play that you like to go um over 7x today uh you want chalky or not chalky you do whatever you want all right um i think i think lonnie walker is under 5k he's kind of my kind of getting weird gpp play lonnie walker is 53 oh no <laughs> oh man. Uh well if you play if he plays and McCollum's out, then Jose Al- Alvarado is my guy. Alright. I mean I just talked about my guy. I like Sharp a lot. Um Yeah. We just talked about him. I don't have to go into it in detail because I just talked about it. Uh, let's go over 8K. Expensive guy to go under 5X. Who is your bust of the day? Giannis. All right. All right. I, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I struggle with this one today. I'm going to go DeRozan. I think Levine plays. If Levine's out, obviously that changes things. Um, as of right now, the information that we have in front of us with Levine more likely to play, I'm going to go to Rosen at 8,900. I think he is someone that is just overpriced if Levine's in there. So, uh, favorite 6X play can be any price range you want. Give me someone that you like to go 6X today. All right. Well, S- Simons is the cheat code. Like that's like the easy one, but I think, uh, Lori marketing is a, is a great GPP one. I like it. Um, I like Halliburton a lot today. I'm going to go Halliburton. It's one of my favorite plays on the slate. I love that game just in general. So I think he's someone that can go 6x. I think he's going for 50 plus fantasy points tonight. So let's get weird GPP play of the day. Someone you project to be under 10% owns um, in tournaments that you really like today. Um, Oh, Bradley Beal. Well, I like that. That's that game. I mean, I like yeah. that game. So I really like. I really like that game. I just don't know how much we're gonna be able to get to it, if, depending on news. Do you think Paulo's gonna be under ten percent owned? Yes, I do. Yeah, 
I love him. It, I hope he's yeah. under ten percent owned. So um, I love Biggs against Charlotte. His usage is just insane. Um, I hope that I hope people don't play him. So uh, that, any seven, that seven o'clock like window of games that set those two seven and seven thirty games are going to be, I think, very very low owned. Uh, any bets standing out to you night before? I think that we want to keep an eye out like i i want to keep an eye out on the calves um like like you said uh like evan mobley you know like his rebound or point props i don't know if they're out yet i haven't looked um i can only play underdog uh fantasy in in my state where i live in so i can only do like parlay picks for sport prop uh sports betting props yeah um for me today, I think the the thing that stands out to me the most is Minnesota minus seven. Um, the Lakers look awful, and Minnesota is yes, a really good team. Um, so, with all the question marks on AD and Westbrook, if those guys get ruled out, that line's going to move big time. Um, so, I, I would jump on Minnesota minus seven. Before we get out of here, we got a sleeper two for two pick. Um, we're doing good this season so far. I got two plays for you today um, for everyone. So if this hits, it's 3x. I play this every day. If you're in the Roto Grinders squad, you can see this. But I'm going to go Halliburton over 17 and a half points and Paolo Banchero over 23 and a half points today. So those are my sleeper two for two picks, 3x all in. And um, hopefully we keep it going. Like I said, I think we are four and one on the year. So off to a really good start uh, over there on Sleeper. So promo code Grinders, 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. Subscribe and turn on notifications on YouTube. That's going to wrap us up here for Friday. Tim, thanks for hopping on and talking some NBA. We'll be back Monday talking more hoops. Hope everyone has a great weekend. We'll see you then.